listen to the Black Guy Who Tips podcast, because Rod and Karen are hot. Ha, sicker than your average. Papa twist cabbage off instinct. Niggas don't think shit stink. Pink gators. My Detroit players. Tim's from my hooligans in Brooklyn. Dead right. If the head right. Biggie there. Air night. Papa been smooth since days of under rules. Never lose. Never choose to. Bruce Cruz who? Do something to us. Talk go through us. Girls wanting to talk. Girls walk to us. Want to do us. <laughs> screw us. Who us? Yeah, Papa and Puff. Hey, welcome to the Blackout Tips Podcast. Your host, Rod and Karen. And you guys should be familiar with the voice you just heard opening up the show. It is rusty, though. It's a little, little rusty, a little rusty. <laughs> I, reti- I think I've retired Biggie from my repertoire. Everything's become trumped. Yeah, I can see how, uh, you know, <laughs> Big's, um, Big's relevance is starting to slide off and Trump's, uh, incessant um need to be everything is starting to overtake uh the repertoire i I can i bet i I feel like a lot of impressions have probably had to fall to the wayside a little bit yeah it's it's one of those things where like there's a few i still keep fresh but once trump is gone hopefully sometime soon then i'll just you know i i feel like i feel like a decathlete who's only focusing on like the javelin well, as you guys should know, it's J.L. Coven, uh, who, or as I like to call him, Jean-Louis Coven, uh, who, uh, <laughs> who, uh, who, uh, has a new album coming out, uh, Thoughts and Prayers, um, double album this time. Uh, so this is their longest album ever, right? It is, by, by a decent amount. So, but I was very, it was one of those things where when I recorded, I said, you can never tell depending on how the crowd goes, depending what you ad lib, whatever you, you don't know. You can't like pin it down, especially when you're me, when I'm not like headlining 50 dates a month, (laughs) you know, I have to sort of approximate what's this going to be like when I piece it all together. And I got off stage and had done a hundred minutes and I was like, Oh, good Lord. And I was like, well, that's a double album then. And, um, you know, as always, man, we love and support JL, man. Yes. Um, our fans are always going out to see JL. Um, love when we get like, they're the best and reports back, you know. Um, and I feel like at this point, we have successfully navigated the, um, musical chairs of JL's lifelines to where we are now the last bridge standing. Of <laughs> the bridge has oh, yeah. been burned. So, we stayed strong. Oh, you got, yeah. And we made it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's unbelievable. Like, if this were a game show or something, you you win the prize at the end. Yay! <laughs> and for, fortunately, your show doesn't have, like, a Mike Ryan sort of just trying to get his own piece of the pie. Uh, it's just you. It's just the two of you. There's no middleman trying to build up his own career and ruin people who make him feel inferior <laughs> yeah shout out to independent uh media and uh shout out to uh being able to to respectfully disagree uh, i feel like it's gone uh the way <laughs> to the wayside these days so uh yeah man but um you know is it was cool to see uh that you recorded this album now is this gonna be in your mind right now the last ever jl covan stand-up album i i think so Um, I don't, I don't feel like the motivation, I mean, obviously I just finished it, so that's the most tiring anyway, like I'm going to be at my lowest like enthusiasm point to start another three year process towards an album, but I just don't, I'm 39, I've given it 15 years and I've, I've been smashing my head against the ceiling for the last five years and I've, you know, 
I've maxed out a lot of what I can do on my own. And I said to Chris on his podcast, like, I bring up Mike Ryan of the Dan Lebetard show because that wasn't the most disappointing, but that, that to me was like the final disappointment because I got myself hooked up with you guys. I got myself like, you know, that's, that was just a friendly social media sort of coming together. But with Corolla, I had, I just hustled and made good content and got hooked up there. And I, I, as you know, I, like, I haven't been on the show in two years because as much as I defended him and still think he's funny, right. I know not everybody agrees with me, but it got too much alt-right. It got like, I think he lost fans like me and gained fans that were not like me. And then you're going to be influenced by what voices you hear giving you positive feedback. So if, if he's getting less and less diverse opinion, and, I mean, David Allen Greer hasn't been on the show in like four years. That's not a coincidence. Um, other kind of liberal comics who are friends are just like, you know what, I don't, we can still think you're cool and like you personally, but like, that's not a brand. That's not a, a type of show we want to, we want to be affiliated with anymore. And so Levitard was like my last sort of big ticket. Cause I got on, you know, Levitard's the biggest sports show. Mm-hmm. Corolla's one of the biggest podcasts. So I felt good. Like nobody got me those. That was all me. But Mike Ryan sort of stepped in and was like, Oh, you think you're funny and going to like build up your career on on my impressions platform? <laughs> no, sir. Absolutely not. And that that was one of those things where I was like, all right, man, maybe it's I don't want to say it's a sign, but it's like I've done good work, I've hustled, I've done the things they say, free content, you know. Right. Free put it out there. People notice people if they like it, you'll grow from there. And then there's always some asshole it seems who'll just be like yeah, no. <laughs> yeah. So I don't I don't feel I like comedy. I like doing a lot of different things. I mean, my new video comes out next week and that is no joke, the funniest video I've ever made and I don't think it's close. Mm-hmm. Um but it's money, it's time. It's it's I'm giving up money instead of pursuing like a full-time just regular job with benefits. I'm I'm like piecing together salary and a life barely. Mm-hmm. And it's not paying the dividends anymore. Like I, I'm at where I, I am, where I am, and I don't see it going any higher for a variety of reasons. So I do think this is as funny as funny as this opening is. <laughs> uh, I think that's I think that's that's going to be the last one. I don't know if I'm hanging up the microphone, but you know, unless somebody wants to pay me a lot of money in a couple of years, which would be great. Right. I don't see myself doing doing another one. And all your comments. So this is it. All your uh, comedy icons are, you know, either dead or retired. So, you know, you like you already kind of seem to be on this track of like one day it'll be over from the uh, the first time I think I heard you like talking on your show is like uh, Geraldo, uh, Patrice O'Neill, <laughs> uh, Mike Payne. So it's all it's the, the it's all, <laughs> it's all these guys have been like, you know, comedy's over. But um you know, I, I still think uh, you're hilarious, and mm-hmm. I, I know you're oh, thank one you. of those people that, uh, as cynical as you can be, you still have some sort of belief in uh, like this idea of like this this truth teller is supposed to be what comedy's about, and not holding punches. But tr- and all truth, that shit, but truth it's not with true. funny, like right, somehow, right, right, right. People have decided that it's going to be like either you got to be funny and kiss ass, or you got to tell truth and be crying on stage. Right, right, and I'm right. Like, what what happened to just kind of telling your truth or your opinions and making it funny? Like I, I I have I didn't 
like the video I'm going to make to promote thoughts and prayers, it's just going to be like a cell phone video for 45 seconds, but I'll post it on Twitter. And right. But I'm going to make the joke that I'm like, I'm doing a vintage, this is a vintage comedy album. It's got jokes in audience. Uh, it even, it even has like long stories, but, and they're kind of sad, but I still make them funny because right. I, I thought comedy was about humor. So if, if, if that's not your thing, I'm sorry. This is, this is old school. This is your parents' comedy, but I can't do, uh, I don't do the new comedy, which is like thoughtful statements and uh, nonsense. Well, it's also this thing, so. um, like you said earlier, alluding to Adam Carolla. Uh, I will. I think people are funny, even if I don't agree with them. Same. Which mm-hmm. you know, I, I find I'm, I'm either there's a silent majority of us, which is what I think is happening. Is there's a lot of people who feel like me, but they don't talk about it, you know, as much, or. Um, or I'm in a dying breed of people that just go, I don't have to agree with the fuck you just said for that joke to make right. sense and be hilarious. Like, same thing with Corolla. I, I mean, I don't listen to Corolla. I haven't for years, obviously. But um, when I used to listen, it wasn't like I was like, I stopped listening because he wasn't funny anymore. You know what I mean? I was like, no, right. this motherfucker's funny. It's just, you know, uh, as you said, like this kind of alt-right creeping in type thing and him turning more and more into this like pull yourself up by your bootstrap idealist that he never you know i don't not to take away from his right. credit and work but like he's still some white guy that knew the right white guys and shit like it like it still had to work out for him at some levels but he tell you he had no level of privilege and all this type of shit so those are the things that drove me off but in general i still find that dude to be funny uh some of his appearances and i used to listen when you would go on there it's not like i was going man this guy's just lost his fastball right. like you same. know and by the same token i agree with a lot of the shit uh bill maher was saying his stand-up and i find him not that not that funny but you know, <laughs> but but i do but i do agree with a lot of his stances where i'm like yes that makes sense that's that's right that's correct right. like i wish people understood that and then you know but i wouldn't pay money to go see him necessarily um so right. I, I do find that that's a kind of a big thing these days is like do you agree with it check okay is it funny Eh, optional you know right right and it's like if if i were running for office or if i were like just doing something important i get why my views matter but like when i get on stage it's like i have an approach to comedy which is like and i think i said this about keep my enemies closer which was my previous favorite album until this new one but i said i like to let everybody know i'm on your side and now i'm going to tell you what's wrong with our side but I'm not leaving our side as opposed to like now there's a lot of comics who – and I, I wrote this uh, on, on Facebook. I said, hell hath no fury like a white comic who got a little bit of buzz but didn't get as much as they thought because those are the dudes that – you know what I mean? Like yeah. they got like a one TV deal and it didn't work out and all of a sudden they're on that. You know why Trump won? Because there's diversity PC shit. Yeah. Okay? We got to give up on this. Comedy's about being real. It's not about giving everybody a shot. It's not about saying the right thing. And it's like, well, okay, but first and foremost, comedy's about funny. Then we can talk about, like, your topics. Right. and your. But but that that to me is 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 one of the things i've yeah, noticed if, if is white that, if white dudes um, can't win if white dudes can't win then it's all bullshit as far as they're concerned right right <laughs> no, like no one here was funny because i didn't win it's like well, oh okay like yeah you can just be mediocre and white you know it's a lot of y'all and a lot of y'all are 
basically what i realized about a lot of white dudes y'all all tell the same jokes it's rare that you get anybody that actually stands out it's like it's the same variety of jokes just in a different manner and then if you do get somebody that's fresh and they excel the mediocre ones complain about that one but y'all all telling the fucking same ass jokes it's, nobody's standing out and it's hard i think it's hard for white straight dudes uh to stand out to a certain extent because their life experiences do mirror each other so fucking much so if you you know it's like i'm gonna make a joke about pussy you gonna make a joke about pussy they gonna make a joke about getting pussy you know and i'm sure if you took a like a type of comic and just put all of them on stage that would happen a lot it's just white dudes are overrepresented so you end up with you know six white dudes and it's like y'all all sound the same to me as opposed to you know if you put we don't see many shows where it's six black people you know but it's not like Def right. Jam. it's not like we were praising Def Jam for the uh, variety unless it's cho- unless it's chocolate Tuesdays yeah okay Come on. chocolate Tuesdays at the, cl- at the okay. club <laughs> yeah the, uh, and of course um, all the shows that spawned after Def Show which was like the not so black black people uh, shows but but the general but but in general like you're gonna end up with people with similar perspectives or whatever but I just think when people talk about the industry turning uh, you know comics are kind of like that uh perfect test subject because you know for the most part egomaniac very like you know like focused on this is my point of view i'm gonna hone it i'm gonna harness it i'm gonna say what the fuck i feel and no one like i'm gonna break down anything that's against my point it has to fit and then it kind of like if that kind of comic turns in on themselves then it does become a thing where i'm right and the industry is wrong and everybody's wrong and i'm the only one that's funny and fuck all y'all um you just got on because you're black you just got on because you're a woman you just got on because you're lgbtq you just got on because you're from canada you just got on and it's like or that motherfucker is funny as well some of those like some of these people are fucking funny you know yep and Um, i think uh, like there was one comic who i'm a fan of and i know but i remember i stopped listening to his podcast because he was literally describing his week which was like uh i'm on the tonight show (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> then my album comes out and my hour premieres on Comedy Central and then I'm touring with such and such. But I had six meetings for my pilot and nobody picked it up. And, and I'm not kidding. He was like, maybe if I was like a lesbian or black, they might have they might have taken interest. I'm like, it, why? Is, you, is your career struggling? Right. Like, hey, you literally got like six of the seven highlights of a career in one week. But that seventh one, that one, like... The other six, no problem. Right. All merit-based, all appropriate, all earned. That seventh one, though, is the industry quickly turned around in 12 hours and decided you were completely <laughs> not what they wanted. For that, for that, for those six pitch meetings over, over two days, they decided you were, you were absolutely the wrong person. And, I like, mean, it's like, um, also like, in, in those situations, they never really say if the person that got it was like undeserving it's just what category do they fit in so it's like you know because like one of the things i you know that kind of sucks is when people say stuff like uh well you know this show is trash or this woman is trash or this is bad because it is a woman blah 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 and then i'm like okay i don't think leslie jones got to 50 in the industry and she was never funny and never deserved a chance and should have just like right. evaporated like I guess if we would examine her career, you would find she worked just as fucking hard, if not harder, than whatever the fuck you did, white dude. Like, get the fuck off the and stage. And as somebody who wants, as somebody who wants to quit, 
that perseverance alone. You know, right. she, she got on SNL like what at forty three or something. Right. That mean that means she put in another four years Dude. from where I'm at and was like, fuck it, let's keep going. <laughs> right. And then you had and like to what ends, like what what was the things that were on her radar that made her be like, Oh, this will be possible one day. Like, you know, I'm sure she had some days and she was like, This shit is not gonna work. You know what I mean? I'm gonna just be doing these small rooms for the rest of my life. And to have like uh say somebody like pete davidson on that same set and you're like Mm -hmm. you're like so wait you looked at all of snl and you went leslie jones no should not be here doesn't deserve a shot nothing to say about pete davidson cool all right all right cool Uh, he deserves it five years zero impressions zero (laughs) characters and somehow i think now that he's dating ariana grande that's that's literally like that's his role yeah his role is to do four minutes of stand-up at the desk and date ariana grande and that makes him relevant to young people <laughs> but it's like uh, f- god damn f- five years and you haven't done any like andy samberg i used to think was like kind of useless but he did have a lot of those viral videos like when that was becoming a very kind of important thing in media so that is a clear metric where you can say he contributed a lot of value Mm -hmm. to the snl brand pete davidson i'm just like uh i mean well he was good uh, in that he was good in that cold open uh with matt um damon where he played a guy who stuck on the set and got a wig and a, a suit and tie that was good yeah, yeah. He was a lot of versatility. I didn't see him as a guy who could play man wearing suit. Yeah, I was like, but he oh, did it. Is that uh, Pete Davidson? Wow, that was wow. He transformed. He took on the role. He does have that character where he goes, "Okay, y'all, that guy's good." Yep. Okay, guy. Okay. Guy. It's almost a character highlighting, like making fun of the fact that he doesn't have characters. Right. Like honestly, uh. I prefer Jimmy Fallon's I'm gonna laugh through the scene, uh, because it's not that funny. I prefer that technique to the Pete Davidson technique. Yeah. Like Jimmy Jimmy Fallon yeah. had he had to like four years of just coasting on just like I'm just gonna start laughing every time I have a line. So just cut to me, I'll laugh through the line and then we'll just act like it's so hilarious and we'll move on. Um and of course yeah. like now that my man um Keenan Thompson might be getting his own show and might be leaving Saturday Night Live. I'm like, what's the point of watching this? He was LeBron James of that shit. Come on. Like, <laughs> he was carrying I do, shit. I do enjoy, um, the two guys that I really like that I think could be strong, strong dudes in the future for that show are the two guys who play Eric and Donald, mm-hmm. um, like Don Jr., uh, Alex Moffat and Mikey Day. I think they're very, they're very good. Yeah. I, um, and then the women. Yeah. The women have been strong for a while. Like, I, I feel like they give Kate McKinnon too much. Mm-hmm. Like, I'd like to see some of the other women get more. Like, I think Cecily Strong is is excellent and, yeah. and kind of just shows up once in a while. Yeah, uh, Kate McKinnon is a beast. Um, and, like, he, no, no, I agree, but yeah. they get, it's like, it's almost like she's like a Westbrook where it's like, you could score 25 and 8 in a good system, mm-hmm. but. You're going to go get 48 on 52 shots. Mm-hmm. Like, they're just like, we want you as sessions. We want you as this. We want just be in every sketch. Most will be good. Some you'll be like, I don't know if that was good, but I guess it's Kate McKinnon. So 
that's, that's what i yeah that's, that's what just I was let gonna, her keep getting the shots up yeah that's what i was gonna say i wasn't gonna disagree with you i was gonna say kate mckinnon is a beast and i feel like they're basically like if if all else fails put her in every scene right you know what i mean like if the shit is going bad we'll cut to kate kate will be doing something funny clear out clear out from mckinnon <laughs> eight on the shot eight on the shot clock <laughs> iso mckinnon's going iso uh, but nah she's she's a beast um uh so also man like in addition to the album coming out which uh tell everybody where to get the album man first of all well as of now i'm hoping it's available on wednesday october 10th but it it may not be ready till the 11th and it's going to be on all digital platforms obviously for my own benefit you know itunes is my priority but then you know amazon and uh and google and if you're if you have subscriptions and you don't want to buy and don't want to support and don't want to be generous and just want to take 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 uh you know listen to it on a streaming platform that's that's certainly better than than nothing um but yeah i'm hoping that that's re- all ready to go by by the 11th so i guess check my social media and i know you'll retweet it obviously but like as soon as stuff is ready i'll be i'll be blasting it so soon but i i just when you're a no-name artist you can't like demand itunes just obey your wishes they're like we'll put it up when we put it up motherfucker <laughs> right oh uh, but yeah make sure y'all check it out thoughts and prayers jl coven uh he has other albums on there too if you mm-hmm. want to cop those like um get yourself a primer if you haven't listened to it before uh the other thing i wanted to bring up here um your podcast with jay nog um making podcasts great again <laughs> is amazing like it's such a great podcast oh thank you <laughs> um he, now can you tell everybody the premise of the show yes it's um i originally wanted to do this for sirius xm and because they were trying to stay non-political they were bought i think the accuracy of the impression like I was getting a lot of real phone calls when I did like these special hour shows from people asking about policy and stuff. <laughs> and I think they were, I think they were a little creeped out by it. So Jay, Jay approached me and was like, would you be up for doing a podcast? So I said, sure. I'm, it's me. So I don't expect it to be successful at all, but I'll do it because I like doing failed things in comedy. <laughs> so it's basically an, you know, 45 minutes a week with Trump, sometimes guests, sometimes not, uh, just, discussing you know the politics of the week maybe a, a pop culture or sports event and i'm obviously in character the whole time as as trump and i have to say this is i'm glad i'm, I'm doing this because this week's episode which goes up tomorrow morning is phenomenal even like if you've liked the podcast it's going to be your favorite episode probably and if you've never listened this is going to be like an insane way to start and next week, because I'm on, va- I'm, I'm away, so we recorded a second episode. This is me, kind of, I believe, stunting on these hoes next week <laughs> because <laughs> because I play Trump and Brett Kavanaugh as the special guest on the show. Oh. So it's me going back and forth as Kavanaugh and Trump. <laughs> oh, and it was, it, it's pretty, it's pretty awesome. So. Yeah, uh, this will be. I hope we have a nice bump coming for us in the next couple weeks. I remember when you did, um, you had Trump versus Obama, which is a great one. Yes, uh, great episode. Um, yeah, comedian uh, Jordan Carlos. We're gonna try and have him back in a couple of weeks, like just leading up to the midterms, because that was a 
that was a fun episode yeah and you do a great obama too and so at first i was like is jail doing obama this obama's gotten a little rusty and then i'm like oh it's two people in there but i was thinking to right. myself like hey you know you probably could have done your you could have done could. trump and obama and uh it's cool that you did this with kavanaugh no no offense yeah to yeah the Ka- no, like, no offense to jordan carlos by the oh, way sorry. no offense to jordan carlos by oh no way. i yeah and Jordan Carlos did it, did a good one, and yeah. and I think it was good because, like you heard at the beginning of the show, my biggie, I can get these back, but they're like muscles. Like right. if I'm not training them or doing them regularly, they need to get warmed back up. Whereas Trump, I'm doing for like a couple hours a week, so now I can just break into it and be like, we love podcasts, we love Black Suit Tip. We got we're on the Black Suit Tip podcast. You know, I you know I heard some of them don't tip, but I'm glad I'm working with the ones that tip. They're good guys, good guys, good guys and ladies. We love tipping blacks. We love it. And also, um, Karen had an impression she was doing for a while. Um, It's a very limited impression, like a T.J. Miller. Very limited. Uh, But have you seen Dad? (laughs) Have you seen the trailer for uh, White Boy Rick? The- oh, I saw White Boy Rick. Oh, you oh. saw the whole movie? How was, How was it? it? Um, two things very funny about that. The movie was not that good. It when you get to the end of the movie and they finally get to his the whole story and when I'm not I don't want to spoil it, but like it becomes sort of a criminal justice saga. You're that that's like the last six minutes of the movie. You're like this would make an incredible four part documentary. But what they did with this story is, like, very weak. Mm-hmm. Um, and the other thing that was funny is when I went to see it, opening night or opening weekend, sitting two rows behind me, the now recently departed from the White House, Nikki Haley, ambassador to the U.N., wow. was sitting right behind me at White Boy Rick. <laughs> it was very bizarre. <laughs> and that movie made her quit. Wow. that was when she had her epiphany she was like you know the way we treat these blacks i gotta go i gotta go let's let's do it dad let's do it (laughs) like his i asked chris lambert i said why did he talk like that he said oh i think that guy's from baltimore and i was like that's where that at because he had like a two like he had that two let's do the two this dad and i was like why is detroit white boy rick from west baltimore yeah we were doing a, <laughs> he should have been uh, on the wire we were doing a movie review one night and karen broke that out and i, I don't think i've ever laughed so hard because <laughs> it just came out of nowhere because <laughs> that it was on fucking <laughs> repeat i mean the promotion was everywhere yeah like that trailer uh-huh. like low-key if it wasn't for stars born that trailer was number two for like oh why the fuck did y'all put this trailer before everything like because you, you you know some trailers hit genres where you're like oh you're watching um the, you're watching this movie you might like this movie Mm-mm, they Detro- didn't give a fuck that's that white boy rick movie was just it was just before everything and then the star is born is mm-hmm. the only thing that trumped it uh as far as just having right. more trailers right white boy rick in any other season would have been like 27 points eight rebounds five assists mvp and then a star is born is like but this was a historic 40 points 15 <laughs> rebounds 11 assists a game we uh, like I, I wasn't kidding in the bit I did on A Star Is Born. I said uh, I saw a preview for A Star Is Born before Uncle Drew, before The Nun, and before Black Klansman. And and like the joke there was like, hey, if you like if you like the Klan, you'll like a drunk Bradley Cooper cowboy movie. Actually, yeah, you probably would. You probably would. <laughs> yeah, that that joint uh, had it was, like I'm 
like there's some movies around when you get around this time of year that i'm just like i can't wait till that movie comes out not because i necessarily want to see it i heard the star is born is great and we probably will end up going to see it right um but i just wanted to come out so i can see a fucking other trailer like i don't want to see this trailer 37 times in a month man i think i wasn't gonna see it because i got tired of the trailer <laughs> yeah so I, I heard it's good though um, yeah it's real good let's see it's very uh, enjoyable you know what i mean like it's yeah. a very enjoyable like just keeps your interest and and it's you know i would recommend it and so also with uh make it podcast great again um i love how you uh one never remember the tech guy's name uh every week All right i'm always waiting to see who's who's he gonna be this week um like a, like an old black grandma just going down a list of everybody's name but the person is in front of you and then also uh every once in a while you'll have uh, um you'll have like the room crack up like i'm like right. like i know but i love when the room cracks up and then like they're loud enough where you have to acknowledge that they're laughing in the background that's always great stuff we get a lot of laughs a lot of people enjoy you know some say i'm the best comedian president we've ever had really good stuff good stuff <laughs> love comedy good comedy we're very good in comedy uh i also like when you go uh who whatever he asks a question <laughs> it's like uh this week uh amorosa said who it's like every fucking time <laughs> oh man so good oh well thank you thank you very much but i'm telling you these these next two episodes i'm hoping will uh will maybe elevate the podcast a little bit you know because i think if people listen to it i don't see any reason why they wouldn't become regular listeners you know we keep it under unlike righteous prick which ranges from 20 minutes to two hours and 45 minutes Mm -hmm. we keep it all under 45 minutes and it's usually just like here's four stories here's some laughs now go about your day yeah it is and it's somewhat validating sometimes because like it'll go quote unquote off the podcast record and it's always like yeah (laughs) that is like it's kind of scary because it's like i feel like that is trump and we just if trump had a podcast it would sound kind of like this like it's yes it would like like some of it's funny (laughs) and, and clever and shit but some of it's like it's clever in a way where it's like yeah that's what the fuck he thinks that's how he talks to people and this is how it would happen so uh yeah i, I love i love the fucking show man it's so great thank you my my thing is i think i want to like uh crowdsource a subscription to the new york times for jay because sometimes i feel like as trump i i read the paper every day i watch the news right. i'm very informed but i want to not act like i'm informed but right. sometimes i have to like do a correct like well, you know what I heard that actually they maybe they voted against that. I right. don't know. That's what I'm hearing. <laughs> Just to like shift it back so the story is complete. Right. Even though I want somebody who can like have all the facts so I can mess them up. Yeah. Yeah, cuz Jay cuz Jay kind of wants to like throw an alley-oop and just have you go do your thing where he's just like something about Amorosa? Like do you think? <laughs> you know, as opposed to Yeah, right, like yeah, he throws it up like Vince Carter at UNC. Just Ed Coda. Here, this one's about 11 and a half feet high. Just go get it, Vince. <laughs> Oops, I threw, I threw this into the third row of the stands. Can you go get that, Vince? <laughs> People need to Google Vince Carter College. Oh, my Lord. I still think that dude. the nastiest dunk that he never made is still in college on an out-of-bounds play. Uh, where they throw oh, the- oh, I remember it. Yeah. I'm th- like he, it, because he got up, he got up so high. Ed was like 
six seven with long arms, but yeah. like so he was doubling up. It wasn't like he was like a five ten guy with a shit. He was like tall and long, but still could have his like chest at the rim. Mm-hmm. That dude's bounce was so insane. Like, like I watching college college basketball when I was in college mm-hmm. was my favorite thing in the world. Mm. I could watch like for like six, seven hours in a row. It was just the best. It was cool before um, I got old and realized like how much of a scam it, like it was for right. certain people. Cause right. like I like I kind of miss not being that woke when I could just kind of be excited like oh we're gonna get this player and that player and all this shit you know because I'm a Carolina fan uh, you know my yeah. lifelong so you know we always kind of were at the top we're still kind of at the top even without those uh, recruits we used to get but now you just know how dirty it is and like with social media and shit like the kids have a voice so like every once in a while something slips through the crack where it's like this dude got suspended three games because he was on twitter smoking weed you're like oh yeah they're kids and they don't get paid i mean oh yeah i guess this is fucked up like like it's a (laughs) it's offensive i think it's offensive the payment because a, it wouldn't be every team. It would have to be basketball and football. Right. Like, that's who makes the money. Unless you're at, like, a certain school and, like, they have a soccer program that everybody loves. But as far as I'm concerned, what makes it tough is if the coaches were getting a salary, I'd be like, you could still make an argument. You get an education. You get an opportunity. But when the coaches can do, like, shoe deals for $10 million right. and the kids are the billboards for that money, that's different because – they're not getting an education from Nike or Adidas. Right. You know what I mean? Like, if the school doesn't want to pay them for, like, certain conflict reasons or they don't want it to become a bidding war mm-hmm. among colleges, but when Adidas gives North – or, you know, Nike gives Roy Williams $5 million, he never puts a fucking Nike on the whole time. Right, <laughs> right. You know what I mean? So he's – He's still wearing, you know, uh, I don't know, some fucking brand of shoe, Johnston and Murphy. Right. Like, they're not paying him. But the kids are all running around. Like, when they dunk, Nike's like, yeah. Right. That's good for us. And it's super So why don't they get some of that money? And it's super weird, too, because um, they have to keep the kids broke and pay them in, like, video game tokens and shit. Like, you... Here's some UNC bucks. What is it? Jordan brand shoes. You can't sell them. Uh, you can't put them on eBay. Don't trade them for anything. Uh, if you don't want to wear them, you can keep them until you're out of school. Then you can do something with them. It's like, what the fuck kind of shit is this, man? Like, y'all wouldn't even have a program if it wasn't for us. And I think the kids are getting more aware of their power and shit. Um, and my solution to all and this, um, my solution to the whole thing was just, uh, you know, let it so that kids can go pro whenever they want to and pay them in an education and then you don't have to pay anybody if you really gave a fuck they just know that that handful of kids america wants to see would go straight to the league and then you'd you'd be left with a bunch of like students right real student athletes (laughs) that y'all promote the real student athletes but but like that would actually be good for everybody and they wouldn't have to worry about corruption and shit because like there are people who would benefit from getting an education for playing a sport it's not like everyone on the team is fucking going to the nba it's only like even on the best teams in the country there's like a couple dudes who are going to the nba right. so it's sad that that the ha- holding on to those dudes is worth corrupting the entire system well and, and you know the reason you know it's also racial yeah is baseball 
has never had this. Golf? You can leave high school and go to the minor leagues, or you can go to college baseball. You have the option. You can become a professional. But basketball and and football don't have that developmental league right. the way the baseball has the minors. So they need to keep you in check. They need to, like, collude, basically, and say, uh, we need you as our farm system, as our unpaid training so, and I don't think it's a coincidence that you have. Oh, I didn't see this, the HBO documentary. I didn't Trey, either. I didn't but see it either. I'll check but it out. I, but I did. I, I'm sorry, see, I was just reading but, the comment. It's alright, but we did see ballers this season. So I feel like same thing, <laughs> like same level of detail, intensity, and and education from both both things. I really, I if it wasn't for Jumanji, I would be very mad at The Rock for Ballers, <laughs> but he I, redeemed himself with Jumanji. I love Ballers, um, in that uh, I realized this week what it is about Ballers. So I watched this entire season, and it was not good. And, <laughs> <laughs> I quit after season one. I was like, this is Entourage minus Johnny Drama and Ari Gold. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What I realized is because uh, the first season was okay. Second two seasons were uh, second. The season two and three were really bad to me, and then this season was interesting. I kept going, "Why the fuck am I watching this show?" Because every time it ended, I'd just be like, "Because it always ends the same way as Rock on the phone doing a deal, and then like uh, he he like takes a stand, and then fucking Rob Cordry calls him. He's like, "What the fuck are you doing, man? Spence, we're gonna lose everything." And he's like, "I'll handle it." And he hangs up. And walks off, and then like trap music plays every fucking week. <laughs> and the music is the bomb. <laughs> yeah, and I realized this week it's the fact that one, that ending is always good, no matter what the fuck happened the thirty minutes before. Two, they keep switching fucking topics every three minutes. It's impossible to keep up with anything, and they just drop shit. Nothing. It doesn't. It's like this dude's on PEDs, and you're like, holy shit, that's gonna fuck up his career when he gets found out on PEDs we'll deal with it next season don't worry about it you're like what that that was a major fucking plot line that's not important to anybody he's also cheating on his wife oh shit wait till she finds out about that don't worry she never finds out you're like well what, what, don't worry he just got a new car he's, he's broke he's on uh he's using prescription painkillers too he might be something there he got pulled over by the cops he got caught with all these drugs intent to distribute actually it doesn't matter the ncaa what about that and you're like it's so fucking fast and then i don't have time I, my brain doesn't have time to shit on any of it till it's over and i'm like why did i watch this this week so yeah that's that's it but good news for him <laughs> He's going to end up being, um, supposedly he's playing John Henry in a new movie. Mm. Uh, for those who don't know, John Henry, uh, the fable, the black man who worked so hard, his uh, heart gave out because um, he was just the hardest working Negro ever, which uh, I don't know. This always felt like a tragic story when I was a kid. The John, cool. the John Henry fable, I never was like, can't wait to see that movie. I feel like I read that like one time. I was like, "Dad, never read that shit to me again." Like, ah! <laughs> like, remember when John Henry fucking died making a railroad? Yeah, not actually a great story. Not not a great black folk hero for me. Uh, but yeah, The Rock's gonna play him, which is interesting because that's an explicit. Is that what you want? You want your railroad built? <laughs> He's like playing an explicitly black character. Uh, so I wonder if he'll have a black wife in this movie. I don't know, but he's going to be real buff out there on the railroad tracks. <laughs> it's coming straight to Netflix as well. So, Oh, boy. Yeah, so that's not looking too good. <laughs> <laughs> 
The Rock needs to realize that sometimes you can have enough money and you can say no to a project. Like, nope. he takes projects the way my struggling co- comedian ass would take projects. <laughs> you know, like, like I would take all his shit that he takes, but I'm like, but you're the biggest star in Hollywood. You can say no. Like, him and Kevin Hart have this, like, uh, they still have this, like, I'm homeless attitude to money. <laughs> <laughs> more, more. Okay. Oh, I almost stopped for a second. I wouldn't have money. Oh, jeez. I feel like my girl Tiffany Haddish is gonna be that next. Come on, she's like, making a way. I want. I want her to. I just want her to like hit pause for a second because she's on this Kevin Hart slash Dane Cook. Mm-hmm. Like I'm a hot comedian actor right now, and I gotta, I gotta get all the money. But like Girls Trip got great reviews, right? And and since then, it feels like like she's kind of going like whoever's paying me, I'll take it. And I understand that, right. but I think that's when a manager or an agent has to step in and say, "Let's do one movie with Kevin." Mm-hmm. As like, yeah, you want to be linked with him. His star is still bright, but let's not do a Tyler Perry and a Kevin Hart movie. <laughs> let's just do one or the other. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Because yeah. that's. That seems desperate when you do yeah. both of their movies. It's funny because um, I do this thing. I don't know if y'all do this, but I definitely do this thing. When I see a cast list or a trailer or the opening credits to something black, and I just see black people getting paid, I start smiling no matter how. Like, the shittier the product, the more I start smiling like, got a check. Oh, Ernie got a check. Good. They seen him working in, in years. Like, uh, but Tiffany Haddish is in everything right now. So I, every single time I see a trailer with Tiffany Haddish in it, even if I have no chance in hell of seeing the movie, I start smiling because mm-hmm. I'll be like, she got a check. She's still getting those checks. <laughs> like, yep. like, I want to say she has three movies coming out in the next like two months. <laughs> I was like, fuck it. Check, 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 please. <laughs> they already right, paid. One, she, it's night school. It's the one with the oath with Ike Barinholtz mm-hmm. and it's, uh, nobody's fool that's the tyler perry one yep and which uh, i hate to say it when i saw the preview for that i said oh that could be like a goofy comedy and then i saw from tyler perry and i was like nope <laughs> yeah i won't find I'm, I'm totally in like of the movies that she's in that's the one i was like i'll see that because like tyler perry movies can't miss it's either good because and you're surprised that it's good you're like right. holy <laughs> shit he that actually made actually a good, good movie or it's bad and everyone in the theater is laughing at how bad it is you, you, right it's literally the best dollar you can spend as a black person in movies right now is tyler perry yeah because then it's all joke time yeah never seen a bad one yeah. well no never had a bad experience never had a bad experience at a tyler perry movie uh like if uh what was the last one we saw the Medea. no 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 no. we saw the one with taraji p henson oh acrimony acrimony dog one of, still probably my top five movie experience of the year is sitting next to this old black couple wearing like matching jogging suits and they had something funny to say about every fucking scene and i was I like i never talk <laughs> in movies i don't really believe in that i was talking in this movie i was absolutely talking in this shit i, I talked to the movies roger had to look at me like baby we ain't at home and i went by myself i didn't even go with karen i was it was like and it was packed and it was fucking 10 a.m on a monday not a holiday i was like how the fuck this why tyler keep making these movies all this bullshit black people talk about well the woke black people keep talking about not supporting it bullshit niggas are watching those movies and i was one of them okay so yeah i'll be going to see that tiffany had a joint uh 
uh, it can't go wrong even uh whoopi goldberg was in it yes and she, that's true and i guarantee you that's the one joke she has in the whole movie <laughs> mm-hmm. oh. mama, mama. That i can't hear it that i can't hear you yeah yes. window and i'm gonna laugh when i see it i don't even care <laughs> mama uh, ma- 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 mama i can see you oh man all right <laughs> but uh yeah making podcasts great again thoughts and prayers uh make sure y'all get them both make sure y'all check them out um the podcast is excellent i can't recommend it more uh very funny um and it's also one of those Thank things where much. it's so true to trump's character that when like i start sometimes i'll start to get mad because it's like jl trump says something that yes. i'm like i'm like exactly that's exactly what that motherfucker thinks and i'm like oh that's also a good joke that's that's true that's what he would say <laughs> um all right um let's get into some news guys all right oh before we get into oh, to some news something i want to say to jl i know jl keeps something he's gonna hang it up i hope you still could uh, continue to do your podcast because i listen to your podcast at work and I think I had told you this online a while ago. You are one of the few people that I can listen to your podcast and go through a range of emotions and then be like, <laughs> yeah. be like fuck it, I'll see you next week. Because sometimes you make me mad, then I bust out laughing. Then I'm like, what the fuck is wrong with JL? Like, it's it's just a, a wild range of emotions. So just know I'm on the roller coaster ride with you. I, I've been there for several. Uh, I've been in the car for several what the fuck is wrong with JL uh, moments. <laughs> Well, I, you guys both know I appreciate uh, both your listening, your support, your <laughs> spreading the word, all of that. Because you guys are like my Leonidas at this point. You know, <laughs> like I, I got everybody on the size of, of sell out industry Xerxes just standing up there in his gold, and you guys are like with the shields and the and the spears, like <laughs> that's how I look like John Bernthal. But you know what I mean. <laughs> Do you know when, um, like, when the bridge is burned with with some of these people? Because, like, you know, the Corolla thing kind of went on for a few years, but you were, like, paying for it on your own dime, like, going out there. You got canceled a couple times. Like, you persevered through that shit. Mm-hmm. Um, like, and I, and I wanted to do the show again. Like, I right. was never, like, I was making the financial decision not to go out there. Like, to me, it was good for the ego. Like, hey, guys, I'll be on Corolla again. But once you start, like, the first time you're on, you pick up, like, 200 followers. Mm -hmm. The next time you're on, you pick up, like, 30. Mm -hmm. Then the next time you pick up, like, 12. So if I don't have something to promote, as much as it's cool to be like, look, guys, I'm still relevant. My career has some highlights. It wasn't worth it for me to take a week off of work, Mm -hmm. pay for my flight. So that's almost like losing two weeks of pay. Mm -hmm. And But then I had the album, so I was planning on, on going again. And I just, I realized... You know, and, and I don't know if you saw that when I got into a big Twitter war with like, you know, hundreds of his followers, because I had posted something very simple. Mm-hmm. And, and Corolla wrote to me and was like, I get it. I was like, you know, I appreciate you putting me on the show. This is me asking you a question, having a dialogue. This isn't right. me saying you're a racist asshole, bro. And he said, no, I get it. But his fans did not, a lot of them. And what I basically said was, you, oh, I said to him on Twitter, I said, you always use Obama as an example of we have a black president, so obviously race relations have gotten better. Mm-hmm. Now, to a certain degree, that's true, but that's also a very easy argument to dismiss pre-existing problems for everyday folk right. that are still going on. <clears throat> but then I said, but can you then admit, if I accept your argument that a black president indicates progress, can you admit a racist president... Right after 
indicates a step backwards. Mm. Just trying to find some simple but concrete, like, because he never rips Trump. He kind of, right. like, laughs at Trump. Right. Whereas Obama, he parsed every word that dude said. Right. Like, if he remember. said something about fathers need to show courage, Corolla would complain. But then I said to Corolla, but... You're always saying, can somebody address the issue of fathers in minority communities? If he addresses it that way, at least he's addressing it, right? But no, he skips that and goes, courage. It doesn't take courage to be a father. Right. Skipping right over the fact that, but isn't he at least addressing the thing that you're always complaining about? Right. So with Trump, I said, you always treat him like a joke, but he's the president. And you give him no scrutiny, right. no rigor in how you look at how he does things. He's funny and like, hey, you know, he's kind of a tough guy and he's sort of stupid, but like, I think he's moving us in the right direction, whether by accident or not. But Obama, he used this word, and I hate it when liberals do that, and I'm going to talk for a half hour in a rant about that one word. So that was my point. I thought I'd make it a simple, Mm. clear point. Simple, but like, and, and, and Corolla responded like kind of in a joke, but he was like, in what order does he ha- is he racist against people? Mm. So then several people wrote um, black, anybody not white, <laughs> white, and I thought that was really good. Right, right. And and there is this sort of like minority within the tr- the Corolla world, like me, right. who's like, dude's funny. I think his the way he lives his everyday life is admirable. Like right. he's a hardworking guy. He he. He has old school kind of grudges like me, like people texting and walking or people putting their bare feet on stuff. But when it comes to the macro issues, he has a very Fox News sort of worldview, Mm -hmm. which then I tune out and a lot of people tune out. But once it became like the majority, but man, his people came after me. And I thought it was funny because I was making just articulate, calm points. And one woman said, I... Well, the next time you're on the show, I won't listen. You never made me laugh. Now, first, I'm like, bitch, you don't remember me. Come on. Right. And secondly, (laughs) and all I did, I wrote back to her and I said, well, you've never made me laugh either. So I guess we're even. Right. (laughs) That was was as harsh as I got because I'm like, I'm not here to have fights with people. If they want to be stupid and throw names, so be it. But I'm making clear little points. But then you see, once you start to make any sense – you yeah, get more yeah, hostility. Exactly. And that's what I think with Hillary Clinton, to be honest. It's like, she's been wrong on nothing. Right. And that makes it even worse. That makes them hate her even more because she was right. Yep. If she was wrong, they could be like, ah, she didn't know what she was talking about. Anyway, moving on. But you have to, like, dig in and be like, fuck that bitch. She had kids getting raped under pizza shops and she murdered people. And she that, that once again, almost turned into John Bernthal. I feel like I might just have to morph <laughs> into that. Alt-right Bernthal. <laughs> she was murdering people, all right? Oh, Rick. She had kids under a pizza shop. <laughs> Were they your kids and your family? Is that how they got killed? <laughs> they killed my family. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, oh. No, but it... But yeah, so they started going But it was really weird. It was like, they were all so mad. And I was like, I said to somebody that, you know, you get the, how is he racist? And I wrote to Corolla and all these people. I said, if you're grading on the never lynched anybody, never said the N-word on a, on a TV show, then, yeah, nobody's going to be racist. Well, no, I shouldn't even say that. Very few people will right. be racist in 2018 by that ridiculous standard. Right. But I said his business practices, his language, his disproportionate treatment in terms of policy mm-hmm. and respect all speak to somebody who views 
blacks and and to a lesser degree Latinos as beneath him and mm-hmm. and and lesser than. And I said, if you can't see that, if you can't admit to me, because I said to people. I can have a respectful discussion with a Trump supporter if they – not that I'll agree with them, right. but if they can be honest. But very few of them can be honest about it. I want the guy to at least say, I think he's a little bit bigoted. Mm-hmm. I think he is rude. I would prefer someone else as our president. But I personally think tax cuts are good for the economy, and I think conservative justices are what we should have in this country. I'll say I disagree with you, but at least you're not trying to pretend right. like you're voting for a good dude. Right. But most of them want to say, I don't think he's racist. Mm-hmm. I think he's a, a, a fine man. I think he's a patriot. It's like, bullshit. Right. Like, no way. Like, we can't even discuss now. We can't even come to a disagreement because you're lying about the fundamental nature of this man who is so blatantly obvious. It's like, I'm not, like, digging in to, like, parse words from a speech 20 years ago. I'm like, every time this motherfucker speaks, it's sexist, it's racist, it's offensive, it's insulting, and a lot of time it's dumb. It's funny that during during 2016, the knock on Hillary Clinton was a speech from 20 years ago, and the knock on, (laughs) and the knocks on Trump were, like, what he said that morning. And people went, yeah, that's even to me. Like, both, same, same people. Like it's it's kind of it's kind of crazy, but we're getting the country we deserve both, in a lot of ways. Both sides, both sides. Whenever I hear a Republican say, "Well, both sides do," it, I go, "That's a that's the political suicide bomb." Right. That's them saying you're more right, but I'm going to run in with this both sides grenade, <laughs> and then we both die. And I say, "Oh well, I guess we both were at fault." <laughs> yeah. The the vest is um like the people that talk like you know the all, all the way to the alt-right that are like super critical of every single word comes out of a democrat's mouth the only people that rival them are the super alt-left people that are like every single word that comes out this motherfucker's mouth i'm gonna be on it and i'm a, and both people are kind of ignoring whatever republicans do to just focus on that one group of people like these democrats and here's why they're not sufficient and meanwhile the uh republicans are running up the score so yeah it, it has been interesting to see uh you know the last two years through that lens but uh, matter of fact the left of- the left i think i'm sorry but i was just gonna say the left i think a lot on the left want to be right mm-hmm. like correct and on the right they want to win yeah like that's the difference like a lot on the left that's why there's more division on the left want to they want to win the game the right way, the pure way, and that's great in a in a in a utopia and in a in a, in a laboratory. But on the on the ground game, the people on the right, the conservatives, the Republicans, they say we want to win. Like yeah. Mitch McConnell, I think they should add. Not to sorry to go off before we go to the news, mm-hmm. but I think I don't care anymore what any Republicans say about the court or proper politics, or, like, respect and dignity. I think the left, I think they should add two seats. If they get Congress and and, and if they get the presidency, and I forget if that's in the law or if they would have to change the law, but, like, I know the Judiciary Act, I think, gives, like, leeway to add judges and nobody ever does. They should add two seats. And then when, you know, Mitch McConnell says, there's a president wrong, you say, fuck you. I can't wait to piss on your grave, right. you old bitch. Like, and I know I sound very, I, I sound very harsh, but it's like mm. that dude 
is a piece of shit. Yes, right. he and like, is. I, I would laugh in his face like uh, Jim Carrey in Liar, Liar, mm. like in that board meeting scene. Like if Mitch McConnell says to me, I've never seen something so offensive to the dignity of the Senate, I would just be like, ha, 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 and point at him and be like, you are so stupid. We're <laughs> done with all your bullshit. Like right. you are the worst. So we're going to now bring a gun to this gunfight. Right. And then, like, uh, and the other thing with, uh, Democrats, like, because they respect the rule of law, they respect, like, precedent and shit like that, a lot of this stuff never crosses their mind. Right. You know what I mean? And then there's the other problem, which is when it does cross their mind, they know that once they set any level of precedent below what's been done, Republicans, once they get in charge, are gonna just take that to the extreme. You know, um, kinda like we never saw anything like Merrick Garland. You know, we never, uh, and I think if, if, if they added two seats when Republicans got in power, they'd add like 19 seats or whatever. Like it's just, like at some point the Supreme Court would just be like 47, like some, like some prime number of, of people, of white I'm sorry, men. I just want to, I want a cookie to make her uh, chat debut. Aww. Oh, hey cookie. Hey cookie. <laughs> okay, you can get down. You can get down. She probably Get down, fine. girl. See, she's see. Oh, now it looks inappropriate. It looks like her head just went like down to my crotch <laughs> on the video. <laughs> she's not I afraid. Smell. See, she's Whoa, not, hey now, <laughs> she's not afraid of all Sorry. black men. See, she 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 seems very <laughs> calm around me. Um, but yeah, I, I do think that uh, Republicans will add nineteen seats or whatever after that. But yeah, the point is, you got to try to win now. And I do think, like, the only thing I would kind of say is, uh, I think some people on the left actually do want to lose. And they're more comfortable with that. I don't, I don't, I think the weight of winning and the response, the mantle of responsibility. The responsibility, yep. For some people, like, I still see people that are way more comfortable and they, and they're, they're self-proclaimed liberals and progressives that spend way more time talking about Hillary Clinton, Barack Obama, um, you know, all these other people that aren't in power right now. And they ain't running for shit. Then they talk about Trump, and I feel like some people found their voice in that, those eight years under Obama being the, like, hypercritical, I'm gonna call everybody a neoliberal, I'm gonna, uh, I'm gonna be the one, I'm gonna talk about drones, I'm gonna talk about Guantanamo, blah, blah, blah. Then you let a literal, um, fascist get in office, and they're fucking still talking about obama like well when obama was there y'all wouldn't have said like well that's not what's happening right now so i think some of them feel more comfortable being on the outside looking in because they'll always get to be more righteous right and and the thing is with with um the 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 uh oh shit i had another one of my podcast brain farts um anyway i guess it wasn't that important they're happening oh no i was well I wish Harry Reid were still in the Senate because I think he would have punched McConnell in the mouth by now. <laughs> mm. People forget. Like, he may have made mistakes, but he had Obama's back. Right. And he knew that he was one of those dudes who knew these Republicans were no good. Yeah, well, the thing and is, I man, think, you know what's killing me, dude, is this thing now where the Democrat people who are trying to become heavy hitters have to face the most resistance from their party and their electorate. Like, this shit where, like, you'll see people dissing, like, Kamala Harris or Cory Booker or Nancy Pelosi or... It's like, hey, man, these motherfuckers are there doing their job for a fucking reason. Like, they're still standing and that's... Like, for all your resist shit, that's the resistance right now. You can push them to be 
the people you want them to be but at some point you do have to bite the bullet and be like yes question the fuck out of these dudes yes show the hypocrisy of these people yes run for office fucking like gather your campaign funds do whatever the fuck it takes to win that's what matters like i don't know i feel like maybe when i turned 40 a switch flipped and i was just like some of these motherfuckers ain't gonna like me and everybody gotta get used to just some motherfuckers ain't gonna like you dog like i like i'm not looking for the politician that i want to come down my house and hang out i'm looking for the one that can further push the agendas that i believe in and i think all those people i you know i've said it so many times like i said every week this week but every day this week but all those people if it was bernie fucking sanders i'm voting for him like i just want to win i don't give a fuck about who offended me or any of this shit win first and then we'll sort the shit out but some people don't have like any priorities man and if bernie wins i will say this i'll i'll vote for him too if he wins the democratic primary like without question yeah but the people who will catch me like choking them are the people who come up to me and go, you see, if we'd done this in 2016, he would have, and then I would just, I will choke them. Yeah, I don't, because, even, like, I don't even get, like, honestly, I will reach that bridge when we get to it, but let's get to that bridge. Yeah. First. I'll choke them in 2020 if we get there. But you know they're going <laughs> you know they're, they're they're to like, like be assholes. Pre- like Trump's presidency had nothing to do with him being an they're, unattractive candidate and beatable they're gonna they're gonna be assholes no matter what if hillary would have won they've been sitting here telling us what bernie would have done better if trump wins then bernie would have beat trump trump even though he couldn't be hillary somehow the math would have worked on that shit like it doesn't even fucking matter at this point win 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 that's the only yeah. fucking thing i care about karen were you gonna say something Oh, I, you were saying how when you turn 40, you got angry. So I'm looking forward to getting angry and hot flashes, apparently. I didn't say angry. I just don't care if people don't like me. Like, I just, like, it's more important to be true to myself. Like, I, for example, let's get to the first story. By the way, this is the Blackout Test Podcast. iTunes Stitcher. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, um, voter registration apparently had somewhat, somewhat of a spike after Taylor Swift's post. Mm-hmm. Right? Um taylor swift enemy of of uh apparently everyone at this point um she po- put an instagram post out like coming out of the democrat closet it seems um and apparently it's funny because a lot of people have speculated she's gop and republican and shit and a lot of the alt-right people have made her like a poster girl and she had never confronted that or said anything so a lot of people assume well you're you're cool with this this is your belief system and you know her come even though you know she was one of those people that uh fought this feminist battle about this guy grabbing her ass and took it all the way to court and was like fuck that and and for one dollar to just make a fucking point um and gave money to kesha for her sexual assault against uh dr luke the, the money to um to fight that battle um but you know a lot of times white women will do shit like that where they'll look out for each other look out for themselves but when it comes to the rest of you bitches y'all are done right and so uh her coming out of the democratic closet so to speak and probably you know uh fucking up her reputation among a certain subsection of her fans and shit like that um and then telling people to go vote with i think only one or two days left for them to go register to vote um i'm like good good shit like glad you're here you're you're late but fuck it better than better than the silence you had better than um you know retreating to the hills like many you know i haven't seen Katy perry talk about motherfucking politics since uh 
uh hillary lost and she started telling us her parents were good people even though they were trump voters and shit and she got to go to thanksgiving she ain't talked about that shit since so you know i appreciate the contribution because all i care about is winning i don't give a fuck how we win i don't give a fuck who it takes to win 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 and then we'll talk um so there was an actual spike in people going to the website that she had which was like vote dot something um and people registrate uh registering to vote went up now you can't necessarily attribute all that to her you know it is getting it's the last day for some states um so her state in general i think got two thousand like confirmed new registrants and stuff um the but the people at the site are saying we've never seen a spike like that except for national voter registration day so she has to get some fucking credit or it's the biggest fucking coincidence in the world that that spike happened the day after that what scares me and kind of terrifies me really is that there were people waiting on taylor swift to say something to fucking go register to vote in in this climate like it was like well now that taylor said it i guess i should go ahead and log in that's crazy bitch north carolina's so screwed up let me tell you what i did about three months ago i went and brought your check but i went to verify a if we were still registered to be sure we didn't get kicked off and every year i re-registered to vote yes i re-registered at the same fucking address every year in case they change my precinct and don't tell me i'm like i want to be on the list bitch yeah so it's kind of scary that that's what it took for some people i don't because like it made me rethink a lot of this shit because i've been out here going like y'all motherfuckers are really overreacting to this kanye west shit like (laughs) dangerous really who the fuck is listening to kanye west when it comes to their political theory everyone thinks that dude's a buffoon like all the people that are republican have hated that dude for years and now you know obviously uh, a lot of it over the taylor swift shit which is funny right because like if that happened today everybody be reversed black people would be like leave that white woman alone okay she is trying to get the vote out take your make america great again ass back into your seat come on and, and white people would be like that's right teacher listen kanye you get up there show that bitch what's what make america great again it's but um yeah i was like i was like maybe people have been listening to kanye because what the fuck y'all some of y'all waited for a pop star to tell you to fucking vote that 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 should scare everybody like i've been freaking out all day i had somebody say to me that uh they weren't talking about like different things and they said i'm not in i'm not really that into politics and i said the Trump administration is so much more than politics. You know what I mean? Like, and I still feel like some people think that this is just politics. And I, and the problem is what Trump has showed is that if you elect somebody with no honor, no dignity, no respect, they have a lot of leeway. Like a lot of the stuff we think is law is just tradition. And it's not saying he's breaking the law by doing a lot of shady, terrible things. We need to change this so that the next president, Democrat or Republican, is bound to the things that everybody else used to do. Like Trump's one thing is that we hopefully will never repeat a Trump. Right. Like it'd be nice. Who knows? I I mean, I never thought he would be president. I just didn't think people were – I really didn't think we had enough stupid people and or racist people, you know, that would would – give him enough but uh i hope that 
as soon as he's done, nothing extreme, but just like every candidate must reveal their taxes. Right, right. Every candidate, you know, you have to do this, this, and this. You can't hire your kids for some bullshit that they can't do. <laughs> yeah, um, it's wild because, like, so. you know, I've seen a lot of rightfully so upset black women for the last, like, 24 hours about this Taylor Swift shit because, you know, she's persona non grata, but also just the fact that there are so many people that work so hard to be like get out the vote here are the issues talk about this i'm like constantly putting myself out there um constantly marching all this shit and then like some white lady comes and bats her eyes and then it's like oh yeah we should all register to vote which means there was no fucking way they were ever listening to any of our black asses Mm -mm. they were never listening to anything you had to say you needed this white woman to have to come in and tell you the obvious can i make a plug for the album can i make a timely plug for the album absolutely that is like my my wonder woman versus hidden figures track right which is all these people taking pictures all these women taking pictures in front of wonder woman with their daughters dressed up and like this is why representation matters and it's like oh look she now can be something bigger because she saw wonder woman and we never had a woman superhero and meanwhile i was like you know who i didn't see people taking pictures of in front of posters hidden figures and those were real women who did very cool things and it was like ah is that black math Mm -hmm. i don't know black nasa What about white superhero? I think they can relate more to that. It's like, well, what's more realistic, that your daughter will learn math or that she'll have a magic lasso and be a six-foot supermodel? Well, for the record, I feel like only black people took pictures in front of hidden figures. But, yes, I, I see your point. I mean, <laughs> Oh, no, no, I know, yeah. I know, and I agree. I, yeah. it's it's just, it was one of the literally... many tracks on the album that attacks white women specifically. Yeah. It was very implied in the track without me stating it. <laughs> like, I see, uh, I always see... Um, I always see like the kids at Halloween and stuff and like every once in a while they have somebody dress up as like a historical figure or whatever and I'm always kind of like you know your kid ain't that woke but it's cool like you got them out there learning and shit that's nice um but yeah like white people do not do that shit that much like black people will be like no yo ass and I I feel bad for the little kids because like your other kids get to be like a ninja and it's like your ass is Rosa Parks okay (laughs) put on this gray wig and get in that dress, and we're going to get some candy. Mom, I'm tired of paying civil rights leaders. You're going to be a mall, bitch. You are an educational lesson tonight, okay? We are ah! educating every door we stop at. We are being like, do you know who my daughter is? Do you know who she is? She helped NASA get to space, okay? It wouldn't have happened if it wasn't for her capital. I think we might be in an era, though. I think social media, people do pimp their kids a lot on oh, social yeah. media. I feel like kids now, instead of being able to do what they want to do, it's like the parents are like, what will get the most likes? What would be coolest if I dress? And, like, their kid's like, I want to be Black Panther. It's like, you will be no such thing. You are Kamala Harris. (laughs) Right. You're just, like, you're sitting in, like, like they're just sitting in the car being like, so what do you want to listen to on the radio station, Bobby? It's like, uh, Fetty Wap. Nope. Uh, can we listen to some Beyonce? No can we listen to sebastian bach sebastian bach guess what my kid just said he likes to get down to. <laughs> like, like, like fuck you man your kid let your kid be a kid man <laughs> um, all right but yeah um, that like and i and i and it was funny because uh people were saying the numbers on the reporting is skewed um to like hype up how much um her effect had on the uh on the voting thing so i don't know if uh if the numbers are all fucked up i'm not even trying to really get specifically into them because 
i don't give a fuck if it was three people i'd be okay with that i just think uh this is all hands on deck and i meant it when i said it it wasn't some shit that i say lightly and went but not you motherfucker like all of you i don't uh, give a fuck if it was uh, satan uh, uh. if satan himself was like people need to register and vote democrat i'd be like cool appreciate you back to hell with you and let's go like what the fuck we don't gotta be best friends i'm not that like one of the part the problems with this whole coalition shit is people been looking to make best friends none of these motherfuckers are my friend i just need them to vote with me trump is the white walkers trump is the white walkers period he gonna kill us all what about that don't you understand like y'all looking in the whole hands of these motherfuckers are y'all crazy let's just vote let's win and then we can bicker i like i like bickering when team up with the mountain team up with the mountain and then stab him in the back and cut his head off as soon as you beat the white walkers listen i will trick the fuck out of these white people into voting with me i don't care uh, listen if it was if it was like um some of these politicians that get in these like uh races where it's like like in florida and shit and you're like yeah man you gotta you know you can't be like uh black lives matter you gotta be like blue lives matter it's like for real like yeah or you're gonna lose like it's it's one of the two uh. like you can just say the right thing now there's nothing wrong with saying the right thing i respect your everything but that seat still goes red if you do that like i kind of understand the point man so we unless we as a society make it so that these motherfuckers don't feel scared to say the things that you claim you want to hear by guess what you got to do voting if you don't make it so that a motherfucker says that and then gets all the votes they're never going to do the shit you want them to do and i think that's the part that's hard meanwhile kanye west is going to visit the motherfucking president again it's ridiculous in the white house his n-word mm-hmm <laughs> Kanye. that's my Afri- that's my african-american and as people who listen to the podcast know when kanye was writing gold digger he said i'm not saying she's a gold digger and i said i think i have the next line perfectly for you <laughs> believe me we're gonna say it we're gonna say the whole word full hard r <laughs> and um he also deleted all his social media because uh, he said his rants were unhealthy which is always that fine line i walk with kanye that i'm sure people are tired of but don't know what is mental health issues with him don't know what is his uh just genuine i'm being an asshole opinion and at this point doesn't matter the impact is still negative like i can't defend the dude from um the shit that he's doing that is obviously destructive especially after two thousand people in tennessee waited for taylor swift to tell them to fucking vote it's kind of hard to be like well you know what just ignore kanye apparently you motherfuckers are listening to people that got good beats or you like their videos like what kind of crazy ass way to vote is that that is so ridiculous my whole life i've been like what the fuck does it matter what a celebrity tells you to vote when they fucking endorse a candidate they're just a celebrity right they're not they're, like there's nothing like you just fucking read up on a couple issues the, and now you know there is this then sorry they, i was just gonna say there is this venn diagram though that i'm sure smarter people than trump realize which is if we can peel away whether it's black men not a huge chunk but if we can combine a sort of hostility to the me too movement which they have fully embraced I mean, it's it's pathetic, and I'm yeah. I'm laughing because I'm one of those guys who, like, jokingly for about five years was like, women aren't funny, 
women are dumb, women are blah, blah, blah. Not meaning most of it, but now I'm like, I'm not even in the mood to make those jokes because it really has become such a hostile environment. Right. And such a, and you know me, I have made reasoned defenses, not defenses of people, but, uh, um, reasonable questions Mm. about some of the cases. Mm. And, that some might say they were unreasonable, but I wasn't condemning one way or the other. But I was like, well, I'm not so sure all of these kids. But now I don't even feel comfortable. And that, this isn't me saying I feel I feel right. uh, scared to state my opinion. I'm right. like, I don't even really want to be anywhere near that side. Not because I'm afraid I'll catch flack. Right. I'm like, it feels so dirty on well, that this, side. You know, it's this, funny. Like, what, it's funny dudes because... are the victims, and they and they mean white yeah. guys. They mean Obviously. white guys, but he's not saying white guys. But, but if that's you what combine like a if you combine like a Kanye endorsement mm-hmm. with women are making up a bunch of bullshit about men, you might be able to pull together a little, uh, maybe up your your male vote from like right. forty, you know, fifty something percent to fifty something percent plus two. And look, every vote matters. If it's only two thousand people that's listening to Kanye, and that's why the fuck they go vote for this dude, that's still two thousand too many. So I, I get it. Like I don't right. have. Like, I don't have any fucking um, defense for Kanye West, man. Like, at this point, it's been a long enough battle that I you can't just chalk this up that he was manic for a little bit and whatever. I hope that dude's okay, but it don't seem like he is. What I do know is his actions are fucking everybody up. The other thing I was going to say, too, is the world, this happens to me all the time, uh, especially for somebody that's, I communicate normally in sarcasm and being funny and shit uh the world will ruin the fuck out of a joke like you it will meet you at your joke raise you uh, like raise you on your bet and then be like now say it motherfucker and you're like well i don't want to say it in th- in this room you motherfuckers will agree like i thought i was being ridiculous and i think that happens all the right. time where you're like um you know i'll make a joke and i'll be like yeah it's funny because no one would say that in their right mind they're like yeah there's an entire movement of people that agree with that and like oh wait no i don't know these niggas no get, get the fuck out of my house so that, <laughs> i definitely understand where you're coming from but yeah kanye going to meet with this motherfucker also why does trump always make black people meet on the black shit no qualifications right like nothing no expertise in the areas like we're gonna talk about chicago we'll talk about urban infrastructure welfare i'm like mm, this already because sounds racist he respects fame he doesn't respect expertise especially when it comes to uh, minorities or people mm-hmm. of color he then he really only respects fame no, or no, no. if you kiss his ass like there's no third way to be a person of color that trump likes unless you are super famous or you are uh just love him mm. yeah no, that's a great point um or you're white that's the other one yeah. <laughs> or you're his family I love <laughs> love the white rooms love the white rooms they're good people we love the whites the good guys good guys all right let's get into our other segments guys uh, i feel like we've already been playing fucking with black people a hundred so yeah i think everything <laughs> fucked with us today um and uh yeah i'm looking at these right now to see if there's any pressing no fuck all these all right let's get into something uh more fun guys we need to relax and uh maybe do some white people news all right all right um i will cue up a song okay we start white people news with a song every time uh that white people have uh have tried to uh take black music and make a cover of 
preferably with uh acoustic guitars and today is no exception um let me see if i can get this to play today is uh childish gambino summertime magic you feel like summertime you took this heart of mine you'll be my valentine in the summer in the summer you are my only one just dancing having fun freestyle some of that but good job she did she really taylor swifted it up and that's what we needed a boost (laughs) (laughs) um all right white people news all right we always start with that y'all's man i only have that one story kanye is meeting with trump so you know we're off of that um (laughs) now let's talk about good white people news the relaxing kind that makes us feel better about life all right guys um here's one of uh ben affleck back in the news he ends his fling with shauna sexton and says he wants to focus on sobriety and family mm, you don't say Mm-hmm. looks like jennifer garner's gonna get her man back after all this time it's been quite i mean she was the one taking him to rehab yeah right now see that's what i'm saying new pussy don't take you to rehab new pussy don't cook Mm-mm. she don't want nothing to do with yeah. that. <laughs> That, that model that 19 year old pussy can't read mm-hmm. <laughs> new pussy can't drive she like we as we going out to eat tonight <laughs> new pussy don't know directions 
Ben Affleck is oh, Sean, Chris Rock. Right? <laughs> ben Affleck and Shauna Sexton are no longer seeing each other. There was nothing to split from as it has been casual. Yeah, you know he ain't never leave nothing at her house. They weren't mm-hmm. together. Right. The end of the pair's brief relationship comes just days after the two took a romantic vacation to Montana over the weekend, where Sexton, 22, posted a shot of 46, Affleck, 46, on her social media for the first time. You know what else gotta suck? Oh, y'all wouldn't go in together then for the first time. You know what else gotta suck? You're a 22-year-old white girl supermodel. Or model. I don't know if she's supermodel, but model. That is prime cocaine days. And you're stuck here with this sober 46-year-old family man in fucking Montana? You had to let him go. He tricked us. You're trying to get that movie. You're trying to transition from modeling to movies. I think if that's if you're in that relationship. Yeah, because yeah. like, where's there to go? I, a dude I can't drink or get high with, and I'm 22 in Hollywood. Right. He. She thought they was going to Miami, and they going to Montana. She was like, "What the hell is in Montana?" Right. <laughs> yeah. So uh, Phil Jackson, <laughs> <laughs> the actor and Playboy model, first seen together as a cozy at a cozy diner in Nobu on August 16th. Less than a week after Affleck checked into rehab seeking treatment for alcohol addiction on August 22nd. Days after Affleck checked into rehab, Sexton was seen driving the actor's SUV and even visited him at treatment centers during the stay. They were then seen together at his house shortly after he completed his treatment and went on vacation together that week. The actor posted a lengthy statement on his Instagram the day before the Montana getaway that he revealed he is now continuing outpatient care after wrapping up his 40-day stay. The support I have received from my family, colleagues, and fans means more to me than I can say. It's given me strength and support to speak on my illness and with others. Battling any addiction is a lifelong and difficult struggle. Because of that, one is never really in or out of treatment. It's a full-time commitment. I'm fighting for myself and my family. And, of course, he has three kids and an ex. Mm-mm-mm. Uh, we're almost at the break, so I'm going to actually pause and get JL moved over before we get to uh, the second part. Give me okay. more all right and we are back let's get into some more white people news um let's see what else white people are up to um iggy azalea cancels her north american tour Mm, you don't say Mm -hmm. uh iggy azalea's first north american tour in four years has been canceled shortly after her tour opener cupcake dropped out of azalea's upcoming bad girls tour the rapper shared that the whole thing had been called off Oh, and who is a cup of cake? Oh, girl, you don't know cupcake? Mm-mm. Or brownie. <laughs> who is these people? Wow, you definitely know cupcake. Oh, you know a song by cupcake. Oh, I probably do. Uh, she's the one that had the, uh, duck, duck, goose. Ah. You know, with the head of the dick, duck, 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 goose. Mm-hmm. Um, so, that's my, that's my song. At any rate, she dropped <laughs> out, cause cupcake is getting kinda big, man. Ah. Like between her, my girl Lizzo, like, mm-hmm. I can understand them being like, man, I don't wanna be opening up for Iggy Azalea cause check, but like, I, I'ma look bad with my rep and my people. Right, you know? and she not what's, what's popping right now. Right, and then ain't nobody gonna show up, so right. now you're just performing for a crowd full of non-existent fans um iggy azalea's first north american tour in four years has been canceled shortly after the tour opener cupcake dropped out azalea told her fans on twitter the decision was made for her after live nation shared news of the cancellation with variety she said that she hopes to be able to make the dates up at some unspecified future date girl it's over right 
believe me i was really excited for this tour and i'm genuinely disappointed it can't happen this year the choice was out of my hands but not my call to make i hope i will get to see you all in person one day and all that mean they look at them ticket sales and was like no baby we know we we know all i can do is keep <laughs> keep pushing keep recording and keep a smile on my face cupcake shared details of what went wrong on her end backing up iggy's story that the problems with the tour didn't come from the new classic rapper listen y'all i went from getting paid 330k on this tour to 30k that's what i mean by change plans she wrote on twitter this was not iggy that changed plans it was the ones that put it together iggy knows i love her i just need that bag in full Mm-hmm. that ain't love but i feel you gotta get that <laughs> bag first um let's see who else what other white people are uh having news this day uh today uh how about um pat benatar the uh 80s rocker known for love is a battlefield uh he has a daughter who is equally stunning now that must have been a fine ass man for them to be like (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> pat benatar daughter huh. is as fine as he is y'all check it out <laughs> I'm, I'm glad they both is beautiful because i don't know neither one. Oh, uh, i feel like jl probably knows pat benatar oh I, oh i know pat benatar <laughs> i feel like that's right up his alley you know did you did, was he on your concert 80s music was he on your concert uh bucket list this 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 year no n- <laughs> no no pat benatar on my see them before they're dead tour <laughs> oh the jail curse travels uh oh, okay. whoa yeah. i know who she is you know who she is he is hold on uh, well no that's his daughter Pat, oh that's the daughter i'm looking at yeah pat benatar was one of the most successful singers in the 80s with such hit songs as hit me with your best shot ah okay. do you guys know that pat, pat benatar is a woman oh for real yeah because oh, we don't know white people <laughs> that's, that's what it's saying online when i looked it was a oh. woman that's why i was like wait a minute all right well there you oh go oh my god her daughter looks like like a like a young badass demi moore she does she does wow yep uh Jeez. she uh she has she's 65 years old and has a grammy winning sing. she's a grammy winning singer has an equally stunning daughter hannah geraldo oh she's gorgeous mm. greg geraldo's daughter right now um she she i don't know about this equally stunning pat benatar never looked like this okay okay so they were just being nice to old lady okay yeah oh my lord yeah, she, the brunette bomb oh go ahead she ain't out there like jada pinkett mama Mm, okay. <laughs> well i mean in all fairness during the 80s uh all the men did look like women so i mean ah! who was i to know that pat benatar like, was, a, was all a the wardrobe was the same same makeup same yeah. clothes i mean i thought guns and roses was a, a bunch of chicks i didn't know uh sir i didn't know they all looked the same had eyelashes long hair tight leather pants <laughs> yeah, i mean long hair. what's happening here makeup what's happening <laughs> i was like these ladies can rock uh, <laughs> watch them go high, high pitched scream voices they all look like a lady like uh, am, I, am I wrong okay um anyway her daughter's smoking a 24 year old beauty is the daughter of Pat and her husband since 1982 Neil Geraldo 62 uh they also have a daughter Haley uh oh that's Pat Benatar there oh yeah yeah, yeah you're that's right 100% 80s yeah you're right yeah <laughs> I mean, she she was alright though, but yeah, her daughter's 
yeah all right it happens you know what i mean she kind of looks like um was it sigourney weaver that was in ghostbusters one yeah she okay. kind of looks like sigourney weaver in ghostbusters one i was gonna say she looks like a combination of sigourney weaver and tim curry in rocky horror picture show yes <laughs> oh my god that's a perfect call <laughs> uh so yeah hannah wore a blood orange bikini that hugged her toned figure as she walked on the beach alone in early october the star also showed off a vast collection of tattoos that were on her arms and legs the petite wonder born in march 1994 called herself an entrepreneur as she founded the vintage fashion line named ripped la but the la native is also a singer like her mom she has worked on several songs including two hits with kyle massett and toe grime that bass don't mm. know any of that. Nope. Toe, <laughs> oh, oh, it's Toe, give me toe, that bass. Toe, give me that bass. <laughs> My bad. Toe, give me that bass. I don't. This is the best part of white people know news. Like you see, <laughs> I like Toe Grind though. <laughs> like you see, do you see how the pressure is off now? Like when it was Kanye, I know everything about Kanye. You know, like it sucks to know that much yeah. about a person and see them turn into a Trump supporter. Yeah, they're gonna be like, her jams his own kids bop. Here I'm just like, Pat Benatar, that dude's cool. Toe Grimes, <laughs> they got some music. I thought it was a dude too. This is why we do this segment. Uh, she has a strong social media presence with 576k Instagram followers. So, I want, you know, she's probably very thoughtful, has some very, uh, nuanced takes, and, uh, it's smoking hot. <laughs> indeed <laughs> all the heart emojis for you know her her stances on palestine uh her images <laughs> often include her in crop tops to show off her tone tummy as well as bikini tops the pinup also seems to be good friends with kyle as his birthday is in august she wrote happy b-day kyle words cannot describe how much i love you you are my love and my best friend my everything you mean so much to me love you to the moon and back love you love you love you baby um no way he's hitting that her sister Haley, 22 was on the tv series filthy rich cattle drive and was also a miss golden globe what is miss golden globe one of them oh that's that's what like the ones that kind of stand there holding the statue i think the rock's daughter did that at one point or she was like some kind of person who stood on stage as like it's like a ceremonial nothing Mm. position but you know they give it to like i guess young starlets that are like daughters of famous people ah okay her mother pat began her career in the late 70s with the release of her first album in the heat of the night which later went on to become a very racist tv show uh yes it did (laughs) some of his songs came from that album such as if you think you know how to love me no you don't and i need a lover and don't let it show then in 1979 her heartbreaker became song her song heartbreaker became a hit i know that one song mm-hmm. heartbreaker yes. blah 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 <laughs> and that's all i know of it who would have known that she would raise her own little heartbreaker just 26 years oh later. my lord in august 1980 uh, uh. released crimes of passion featuring her signature song hit me with your best shot and then it came treat me right and you better run uh she won raves uh for her song love is a battlefield um and she singled out as one of the strongest female performers of her generation in august 1984 she released her fifth studio album tropico the sing the single we belong became another top 10 hit she has stayed oh we belong that is good shit yep in january 2017 (laughs) uh 
uh she recorded the song shine to support the women's march so she's woke too okay mm. now, i don't know i like how it's like in the early 80s she was a feminist icon and a powerful woman singer and in 2018 her daughter is an instagram hoe <laughs> And she made a song for the women's march okay yep don't skip over that hoes be marching too mm-hmm. she was at the slut march and the women's march okay? <laughs> i knew you were gonna say that oh <laughs> uh, all right let's see what else white people are doing oh our boy mike the situation sorrentino <laughs> is going to prison what right for eight months for wow for tax evasion word i know man jim taxes laundry it seems uh finally meanwhile donald trump donald trump's family cheated the government out of like half a billion in taxes i just can't wait for the idiocracy of 2048 when we have president the situation oh no oh no i mean because if trump can do it why not the situation at this point uh but yeah he received an eight-month prison Uh, sentence i couldn't i couldn't imagine that Hi, this is President of the Situation. I'm here to talk about the situation we have on hand because everybody know that the situation is why I'm here. He would do it all just so he could have that immediate picture of him as soon as he wins the presidency on Instagram of him being like, hey, it's a situation in the situation room. They already got a room named after me. <laughs> like a fucking dumbass. Oh, man. Oh, I miss that guy. Uh, yeah, but um, you will see the eight month prison sentence and two years of supervised release Friday in federal court for tax evasion. Got to pay them taxes, dog. Uh, the situation's brother Mark has also been sentenced, ultimately being given two years and a fine of seventy five thousand dollars. Woo! Yeah. Um, how come the situation's brother doesn't have a, a name like that? Mm-mm. Like the situation the al- and Mark. <laughs> the alter. Oh, hold on. You broke up, JL. What'd you say? Nit. Oh, I said the alternate. Oh, yeah. That's his name. <laughs> um, so then, oh, the, the, yeah, his brother is going to jail for two years. He was supported by fellow Jersey Shore cast members, of course, DJ Polly D, Jenny J. Wild Farley, who is going through her own divorce. Rough time. Rough time for our kids. Ronnie Magro Ortiz. Hmm. Ortiz. Ronnie been uh Oh yeah, none of these none of these motherfuckers were Italian. <laughs> <laughs> Nicole Snooky Palizzi, Vinny Guad- I think she was half and like half Mexican or something. Like mm. Yeah, Vinny I think was like the only the like the only Italian dude and he was like the least Guido of everybody. <laughs> mm. Sounds like they were some real eggplants. Actually oh, I don't <laughs> actually I don't think that's what they call them. Uh that's what they call us, <laughs> black people. There were some real fugazis, close enough. Dina Cortez uh, uh, uh. and Angelina Pivarnik, his fiance, Lauren. As Tony, Su- Tony Soprano said on The Sopranos, he said, Wonder Bread Wops was his <laughs> term for, like, Italians who didn't, like, embrace the culture and didn't act. They're, like, the reverse. They're, like, mm. not Italian, but pretending to be uh, full on. <laughs> uh his fiance lauren pesky was by his side both situation and his brother pleaded guilty back in uh i think it should be the situation and the conundrum so from now on mm. calling his brother the sure. conundrum uh both the situation <laughs> and the conundrum pleaded guilty back in january to filing falsified returns 
on an estimated 8.9 million dollars of income between 2010-2012 Ooh, they're gonna catch that baby that's a lot they were making nine million dollars that's what i said what if you have no talent and you made nine million dollars just pay your taxes right. like be happy you don't do anything and you made a ton of money pay your tax why you should have zero dollars somebody says here we'll give you five million but you got to pay the government four million you should do that because you're not a talented person <laughs> you just show up to places and get drunk that's your job and you still found a way to fuck that up holy shit uh jersey shore reunion series family vacation returned to mt to mtv in august with a two-hour special the inaugural season bagged mtv a handful of viewership records including biggest unscripted debut since 2012 and highest rated series premiere live plus three in network history the second season is still in progress with this finale tilted what a drag titled what a drag set to air later this month yeah people you you have two things you have a lot of us who love the show and you have a lot of young people who are watching the show so that's why they that's how you can get those numbers wow well can i can i offer one small piece of sort of breaking white people news sure of course that i just saw on my phone stormy daniels lawyer michael avenatti has challenged donald trump jr to an mma fight for charity (laughs) that is (laughs) right up in the ballpark of white people yep it really doesn't get much, it doesn't get much wider than that breaking news y'all breaking news it's it's crazy that the i don't even know what to say about this country when the biggest hope against trump is this porn star for a lot of people it's like maybe we can him right. him up on something with that because that's like it like and then and then it's it just lends to the satire that is trump and his sullying of everything around the office because she goes on night shows and she's like a guest but then the whole thing's a joke it's not like they take her on the show and have these very serious conversations about like what how did he lie and what is he violating they're like so pick out which mushroom is trump's penis huh isn't that funny america idiocracy um yeah. all right last thing before we get out of here not last thing second to last thing we gotta play some guests to race with jail okay um jail mm-hmm. coban is a very devout racist so yeah we should be good at the game let me uh play the song indeed now that it's time for some guest the race that's right it's guest the race time now that it's time for some guest the race that's right it's guest the race time that's right it's time for guest the race the number one guest show going across all the podcasts land. We read to play news articles from all over the globe. And we ask our contestants today, uh, JL Coven from Making Podcasts Great Again, The Righteous Prick, and his new album, Thoughts and Prayers, to guess the race. And Karen in the chat room, play along. And they are racist. All right, first article. <laughs> a Florida police officer is charged with selling drugs out of a squad car. Hmm uh <laughs> well you absolutely the dope man well you absolutely don't want to uh you know travel far to go to jail and just hop right in the back crime doesn't pay especially when you're supposedly working on the other side authorities say a police officer who worked for the bonafay police department uh was located in florida panhandle of course was arrested after allegedly selling opioids out of his marked squad car while in uniform all the undercover stings they do to catch drug addicts and there are still that actually is a testament to the power of opioids right there like if there was an ad 
for how strong opioid is opioids are as a drug it would be you buying opioids from a police car out of his in a from a police officer in his police car out of his police uniform like that's when you absolutely got to get fucked up you know what i mean holy shit <laughs> uh like you couldn't put a prostitute on the corner in a police uniform and catch johns but you could sell opioids that's some powerful drugs i see what trump was talking about now oh lord officer Dwayne white was arrested while at the bonifay police department by agents from the florida department of law enforcement i love how he he just literally went to the place where he get arrest people to get arrested like while you're here uh the fdle began its investigation of white last month after the holmes county sheriff office referred their suspicions to them undercover agents made a controlled purchase of opioid tablets from white while he was in uniform in his mark squad car white also allegedly used his personal cell phone for sales oh god the the officer was charged with selling a controlled substance and unlawful use of a two-way communications device he's currently being held in the walton county jail guess the race of mr what's his first name uh white Dwayne white Dwayne white karen white all right what about you jail uh i'm gonna go black all right um because it involves selling drugs i understand that's very trump logic let's check the chat room (laughs) (laughs) didn't know i couldn't do that white meth damon white white boys white boys what you gonna do (laughs) white boys white boys what you gonna do uh didn't know i couldn't do that white stopped and frisked by his partner dumbest motherfucker in the dope game white the call the call caucasity to sell white every nigga got a side hustle black white with no common sense negro caucasity let's do this dad you do (laughs) sell some drug dad you do this you got a good uh just so white white Dwayne white boy rick and pushing pills white the correct answer is white which means jl missed it let me play the booze white detective rick over here because because i was gonna go black to jail and now if they just said weed i'd have went black but because they said opioids i was like that's a white drug i also feel like it has it has to be white because as much as opioids must be addictive i can't picture them buying it from a black police officer you see what i'm saying Wait, that guy's that guy looks like what white boy rick probably looks like now <laughs> he does yes <laughs> <laughs> white detective rick um all right let's go to the second one let's see hey rick hey rick <laughs> you selling drugs out of your squad car, huh? <laughs> uh, here's one. Police say a man who huffs spray paint accused a beaten mother with spatula. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Uh, this happened in West Virginia, of course. St. Albans police said a man well known to police for frequently huffing spray paint was arrested after he was accused of beating his mother in the head with a spatula. Hmm, guess she went flipping them pancakes right he had to show her yeah just wanted to lay it down flat um ah! <laughs> i think he was he was he he flipped on her yes he did 
anyway glenn allen <laughs> cast on 30 of st albans was charged friday with malicious wounding after an incident on mckinley avenue according to a criminal complaint filed in kanawha county magistrate court police responded at 10 45 p.m thursday the investigator reported domestic incident with injuries when an officer arrived at the scene kasdorf was sitting on a bench in the front yard he had a large amount of silver spray paint on his face and hands and had a large steel bar in his hands the complaint said st albans police have had numerous work-related encounters with kardorf and are aware that he frequently huffs spray paint the officer detained kasdorf and went inside to check on the condition of his mother robin kasdorf robin kasdorf's head was wrapped with gauze and there was a large amount of blood on her shirt and the back of her neck police said robin kasdorf was not transported by the county ambulance authorities at the time of the incident he's uh lynn kasdorf was taken to the police department and was then transported to south central regional jail where he's currently being held on ten thousand dollars or ten percent cash bond guess the race of glenn allen kasdorf white all right jail extremely white all right let's check the chat room dare and seventh heaven taught me huffing was a white boy thing so white calling his mom by her first name white hunt huffing ass meth head white squeal like a pig white the wonderful whites of west virginia white that didn't go over easy white two first names white can't afford meth white silver and white (laughs) show enough white white powder and it feels so good when it hits your nostrils white the correct answer is and all of you got it white now is that just because huffing is a white thing and west virginia was also if you're just playing the odds oh you know you combine those two factors that that is you know 99 percent white 99.8 percent white shit he bit he just bit into the can like and the can just exploded in his face yeah he looks like ronald mcdonald or something on a bad night like (laughs) If, if he had one too many uh McGriddles or some shit. Alright, let's go to the bonus round, guys. Double the points and the race. Double the points and the race. That's right, double the points, double the race for the bonus round of Guess the Race. So far jl is one and one and karen is two and zero let's see who wins in the bonus round Mm-mm-mm. this is a this is a close one here guys um all right let's see this one romeo and juliet aspect to port port st lucy arrest a man is accused of hanging out near some dumpsters and he had a question for investigators what is a name rather than the internal musing of a graduate student of philosophy it was a question posed september 14th at a sheriff's deputy john cameron 30 made the query after a deputy went to an address uh regarding a shirtless man hanging out by the dumpsters yelling at himself and bothering other customers the man later identified as cameron told deputies he didn't want to be bothered <laughs> if the, what if that worked uh <laughs> He didn't want to be bothered. He said he lived down the road. When asked for his name, he paused and started walking away. A deputy said he'd buy the man some food and a beverage if he provided his name. The man said his name was Edward Elric. Wait. 
Edward Elric. Is that um Full Metal Alchemist? Aren't know. they the Elric brothers? Al Al and Edward? Let me, I, um, I, anyway. But research into that turned up nothing. Uh I asked him for his name again and he advised me he had no name and then asked me, What is a name? A similar question famously was asked by Juliet Capulet of Romeo of Romeo Montague in the William Shakespeare play Romeo and Juliet. Romeo and Juliet are in love, but they are from warring families. Juliet states, "What's in a name? That which we call a rose by any other word would smell as sweet." Uh, Juliet tells Romeo that a name doesn't mean anything, and she asks, "What is in a name?" You right. I I knew it. Right, it sounded yeah. familiar. Wow, that's wild. Anyway, um guess the race of this dude oh 100 percent uh everybody white all right jail uh i guess it doesn't help me if i say white because i will still lose but i'm gonna go white all right jail's going white so let's check the chat room they went far for that headline white white didn't immediately get shot by the cop when he quoted shakespeare for being uppity white Aww. uh <laughs> alas poor yorick i knew him well what <laughs> uh wasn't riddled with bullets after uh questioning the police white 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 yep it's for full metal alchemist and white the correct answer is uh king lear white says Joanne. the correct answer is and 100 percent of you guys got it incorrect he is black I would have won. I should have just played the out like the. I should have gone for the win. You choked. Oh, I would have won. You choked, buddy. You yeah, got, you, you would have won. You had the league going into the Masters on Sunday, and you let it. I down. Joe Mansioned that one. Yep, it was a layup. It was a layup. Karen set it all up for uh. you, and you just you just Patrick Ewing that shit in the East Conference Finals. <laughs> see, see, black people, black people do watch anime. Uh, apparently so. I can't believe you missed it too, Karen. I mean, I technically. Uh, alright, let's go to Sword Ratchetness now that these losers have missed them. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like Pat Sajak. I got all the answers and shit. You stupid motherfuckers. Uh, <laughs> Alex Trebek and shit. in leesburg florida a leesburg man swung a hidden sword he pulled from his cane at a woman who said she was legally renting the space from him stephen mclean 78 was arrested thursday and charged with aggravated assault with a deadly weapon officials said McLean, wait that dude's the dude from the strain and i haven't done that impression in so long but that's the dude from the strain <laughs> He was right? Looking, yeah, he was looking for some Nazis and then uh, some vampires and got real ugly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh man, that was a great impression, man. Right, Trump got to uh, Trump got to resign or something so you can get these these voices back. Man. I can just I can work on my you know diversify my portfolio again. Yeah. What are we doing? What? Uh, I, I can't even remember what he said. I just remember it was kind of in that. We have to kill him, but I haven't I haven't heard it in so long. That's close enough. 
uh officials said mclean had contacted the sheriff's office wednesday in an attempt to have deputies forcibly remove a tenant from his home they told him to begin evicting the tenant the proper way because she was a legal resident in the space deputy said thursday they were then called to the home uh on a trespassing complaint when deputies arrived mclean told them a woman was both the woman was both trespassing and damaging his home by living in it uh <laughs> according to the arrest report the report states mclean could would not show the deputies any damage in the home authorities said they then found the woman who mclean accused of trespassing on the street less than two blocks away they said she was shaking and crying the woman said she was legally renting the space for mclean but for two days in a row he had called authorities to remove her from her house from the home man that's scary like he like he was acting all normal and shit when you rent the space and then two days later he shows up with a sword the report states the victim fled the home after mclean pulled out a previously hidden sword from his cane and began wildly swinging at her yelling get out authorities said a witness who was there during the incident corroborated the story mclean later admitted that he had swung the sword at the victim in order to get her out of his house because she was not willing to leave mclean is being held on two thousand dollars bond that's it deputies collected the cane with the sword hidden as evidence wow all right guys that's it jl thank you so much for being on the show Mm-hmm. You thank know. you very much i appreciate it did you guys get the album uh i know you mailed it to us i have not checked the mail today i meant to check okay it guys, okay it should be there though yeah i'll check thank it uh you. tomorrow and we do appreciate no, you thank uh, you sending it to us um make make sure you guys pick it up thoughts and prayers everywhere digital albums are sold and the cover is fucking hilarious yeah i made it the cover art yeah. and i'll make it the cover art for this episode as well so cool. you guys can see oh, thank it. you um but yeah make sure you guys get it support jl follow him on twitter jl covan um and uh don't forget to check out the podcast making uh making podcasts great, great again um i don't i know you said you might not do the righteous prick podcast after uh after the album's out or whatever um but uh i, I keep it in my feed just in case you same know. Uh, oh thank you thank you guys and uh, uh any are you doing you got any dates or anything uh you're performing right now i got i got nothing and i and my guess is it'll probably stay similar for like to that for the rest of the year i'll just you know work work the day job when i'm back from vacation and figure out what i'm going to do with 2017 uh, 2019 jesus uh i will uh because i do want to do some writing which can obviously be done with a day job and keeps me sort of creatively motivated and gives me an outlet but where my comedy career is at right now i hope you know this is trump next week does well i hope thoughts and prayers sells well and people like it um but as far as stand-up goes i don't know what my uh you know what my future is with it you ever thought uh, about that's good or bad but. you ever thought about catfishing the clubs and just writing as someone else and then just showing up and being you you know what i mean and see if it's personal oh maybe yeah <laughs> it's really sick. right like here my name is george uh george uh sanders and uh here's my reel right <laughs> like wow this guy's good this sanders guy is good <laughs> Oh no, it's JL. You just found out you were on a list. That was the whole problem the whole time. It's like, oh, this guy's fucking exactly. funny, man. You gotta go check out George Sanders. They show up. They're like, wait a minute. Oh man. Um, and uh, also, man, I just gotta say, fuck Mac- Mike Ryan. Fuck Mike Ryan. I'll say it here on the Blackout Tips. Uh, Trump JL was uh, Trump Stu Gots was so fucking good. Trump Gots. I can't. And, and the fans loved it. That right. was like it was big on the show big. and that's probably why why they why he wanted to stop it 
you insecure motherfucker okay it, more than one person can be funny you got to share your platform man that's what makes the show better and if i was dan i'd be very disappointed because that is a detriment to the show that you did out of pure on the 22nd ego. on october 22nd the blog i write is going to be called who killed trump gots and i'm going to mm. do it like it's almost like a true crime <laughs> recap and i'm going to go through all the details and like who the suspects are and why we why we believe it's mike ryan right and i'm going to go i'm going to be very uh, respectful in the language i use right. and humorous but the point of it will be very simple that like you cannot trust jealous middlemen who want to be comedians to vet and produce up and coming comedians. Mm -hmm. I would never uh, burn uh, uh, or use uh, Bo's connection like this, but I was tempted to be like, Bo, can you just ask Dan what the fuck, man? But I was like, nah, don't do that. Ah! Uh, I'll I'll see if I can get any traction with that because the funny thing is for over a year everybody on the show follows me except for Mike Ryan and the show account which Mike Ryan pretty much controls Mm. Stugatz follows me Billy follows me Roy follows me Chris Cody follows me that's the whole show except for one and Mike be ignoring my tweets at him too and I know he see him because he be responding to motherfuckers (laughs) that ain't even like verified <laughs> like i know you've seen that shit mike ryan like stop being a bitch and get that man back on the show all right man we'll be back tomorrow uh, with our recap of the premiere of season nine of the walking dead yes sir which we still love that's we do. right it was Spoiler good. Alert. we're still and, into it and, and and by the way the guy the, the 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 guy who ran the farm rick you've got to tell shane this is my farm You've got to obey my rules, Glenn. You want to put your Asian penis in my <laughs> granddaughter? Uh, he died, so R.I.P. that guy. <laughs> yes, R.I.P. Oh man, I shouldn't have laughed at that. All right, guys. <laughs> I loved that season. I'm sorry, I did. That's like I. I will say this: I haven't watched Walking Dead in a couple of years, yeah. but I, I did love the the farm and uh, the governor. Listen, Her- Herschel was my man. I still think the best episode ever of The Walking Dead is one of the most quote unquote boring episodes. Like, they don't fight zombies. But it's the one where they do like 12 angry men, but with that kid who they caught, and uh, Herschel's the only dude who's like, we can't just fucking kill strangers because we don't know them. Right. And they're like having like debates, and they all gotta like take a break. Like, and Herschel's the only one sticking to his guns. Like, if y'all do this, this is a line you can never fucking come back from. Just kill him, motherfucker. That if you cross <laughs> this, Rick, it's not good. And Shane, my farm, my rules. And that's when Shane was in ultimate, like, kill everybody mode. Oh, oh, we're going to listen to the old farmer? Like, there, people try to kill us, eh? <laughs> uh, We don't have to do this, Shane. We don't have to do this. I agree with Rick. We don't have to kill these people. Okay, sorry. We went too long. I apologize. (laughs) It feels good. It feels good to get my Walking Dead impressions out. This is the start. This is I'm getting ready for the post-Trump, you know, catalog to come back. Oh man! Well, thank you, man, so much. We can't wait. You know, we'll be here. Thank you very much, guys. Yeah, man. You have a good one. Good luck on the album sales. Uh, And I know you sent it to us. Thank you so much. I'm definitely gonna be copying it off of iTunes anyway. Um, all right, y'all. Oh, thank you. I Until tomorrow. I love you. I love you too. Mwah. Mwah.